Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Ric Flair is lacing him up one more time at 73. I see that Ric Flair is actually coming out of retirement for one last match. I bet you that raised a few eyebrows. When it comes to being in that ring, that might be where he's most comfortable. Rick knows if he's uh, healthy enough, and if it's something that brings him joy, brings him contentment, I wish him the best. He can't stand it. He's got to get back on that horse. Well, I didn't even know that he would live. I never thought he would be back in the ring again. And I don't think he's thought this through. I mean, the fans are concerned about Rick's health. His struggles have been front page, right? They're no secret. I mean, let's just be honest. I guess good for him. But do you think it's really his last match? What Ric Flair is doing, uh, he's doing that because he loves this business. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, as promised, Ric Flair will walk that out one more time. Guaranteed Ric Flair to do the last time. Why is he doing this match? I think I know why he's doing it, but I'm not going to tell you that. But I, I think I know why he's doing that. But that's just a guess, and I could be wrong. But um, I, 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 I'm sorry. It's not money. It isn't money? No, it's not money. Then I'm wrong. Some people say you should never meet your heroes. But I guess those people's heroes weren't Ric Flair. So growing up watching wrestling, if I if I had to credit me wanting to be a wrestler to one particular person, for me, it's without a doubt the nature boy Ric Flair. I kind of made a living off of 
uh, pretending to be Ric Flair. To be the man you've got. To be the man you've got to beat the man. I have tried my hardest to describe what it was like and what the feeling was of getting to work with my idol 10 years ago and it can't be done. I've tried and as much as I try, I feel like I never quite do it justice. Do you know where you are right now? Oh yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm asking you, do you know where you are right now? Oh yeah. In the world you want to survive in and be something in, you're standing in front of God right now. I mean, I was excited, nervous. At some points, I felt like throwing up from excitement. I, mean, I remember at one point when we were face to face in the ring, my literally my hands went numb. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Rick, I gotta say, from the bottom of my heart, I'm gonna get this footage and I'm gonna frame it and I'm gonna hang this on my wall because right now, this is the greatest moment of my life. And it was like a dream come true. And part of me was thinking, I, I hope my family is watching this. I hope the kids and my friends that I sat at the lunch table with in middle school and high school, I hope they were watching that. That's all I could think about and how excited I was and I felt like, man, I am being put on the rustling map because of Ric Flair. And in Elizabeth, New Jersey, there is a beautiful woman watching the television screen to coin a phrase with a tear in her eye because she knows that her little boy has made it because he's standing in the ring with the man. He's standing in the ring with the legend. He's standing in the ring with the Ric Flair. As we stand here today, I am helping that same person that I idolize uh, get ready for what is to be his last and final hurrah in wrestling, his last match. Uh, and the fact that he has come to me, like I'm even, I can't even keep my hands still, the fact that he has come to me to help him get ready, there's no words in the dictionary uh, to explain or describe how freaking cool this is for me. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little girls, ah, look at the <laughs> slam off the top. Yeah, <laughs> brother. Today. Hey, I thought they had you pushing that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get it again today. Yeah. Don't don't show Rick though. <laughs> <laughs> These are my workout socks. A good guy that I trust. I you know when you're getting, when you walk away from it for that long and it'd be my age, I had to be really comfortable with someone that I trusted. My watch goes off. Every, every time he hits the ground, his watch goes, hey, did you fall? <laughs> He's got to clear the alert. Hmm. One of the toughest parts about this whole experience um, is in the back of your mind, or my mind anyway, uh, I know how old Ric Flair is, and he's still going. It's, a, it's an accomplishment and an honor. 
um, but also to be putting your body through this. Have a little reservation about whether or not this is the safest thing to be doing because this is, as they say, a young man's sport. Um, and the danger is there, uh, but we kind of all just try and tuck that away because to get to do this, it it's literally worth it. I, to this day, I'm, I just turned 63 years old, and I have never done anything that equals the adrenaline, the rush, standing in the center of a ring with 10, 20,000 people around you, screaming so loud, it's like a white noise, you can't even hear yourself think. It's, uh, you know, it's something that nothing else can really duplicate. Yes, there are skeptics that Ric Flair shouldn't do this, but again, we do not have the right to tell him what to do. Well, maybe it's something that he needs. You know, maybe this is his finalization. I mean, and you only live one time. It's your life, you get one of them. And look at all the flares been struck by lightning. He's been in car crashes, plane crashes. I mean, what else? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that can stop this man. <laughs> so like, if you're him, why not? Why not? Oh, I'm very happy for him. <laughs> I think this is great. Go out in a ball of fire. Jim Crockett Promotions did not go out the way it should have. That you and I both know that we fought it tooth and nail. With everything that you've gone through, you know, personally, you want to finally do it your way. And not for the money, because I don't need it. Yeah. For once, I don't need it. <clears throat> it's for fun. So many things in, in our lives that were f***ed Yeah. That we, and I spent so much time looking back, yeah, you can't. I forgot to look forward. Yeah, you can't. Me too. Especially yeah. when I was sick. Yeah. Oh, when you were sick, I was. Yeah. Saw you in there all. You're like a space creature. You had all these tubes and everything coming out of you. It's a miracle. Huh. I thought I lost you. I woke up and had no memory of where I was for six months. I knew where I was going forward and could remember nothing yeah. about it. Thank God for your doctor. Yeah. That he didn't give up. He didn't. Really? Because when I got the call, it was, it's shutting down everything, and David, you need to come down. Because no, it I might not be it. tomorrow. I appreciate it. Yes. You know, anybody that hasn't walked a mile in his shoes, seen what he's seen, can't judge that man. I'm just so glad to see that he has overcome so many things and he's getting a chance to have that last match. All the naysayers and, and the things people would like to say about people trying to do something past their prime, this is really a celebration. This gym is Hard Knock South. I've worked with professional athletes of all types and only those who really want to put the effort in keep coming back because hard work is part of the ethos of this place and 
Riggs certainly has that. I've seen clips online, I've seen him training, I've seen him on the, on the row machine. And I asked my dad, and I'm like, how does he do it? And he's like, Brock, he was just always a cardiovascular machine. There is a spirit in fighters that never truly dies. A hunger that never eases. A need to compete. A little while ago, I had some genetic tests performed on Rick. He scored higher than some professional athletes I've worked with. And it became evident pretty quickly once he started training here how uh, he got in shape really fast and he just keeps pushing it. Stuff that would leave me floored, he comes back for more. Me preparing for this match has been um, just, you know, trying to get back where I was 35 years ago. It's hard to do. I'll be close. I just have to work on quickness and stuff like that. My endurance is good, but just have to keep working on it every day. Body, somebody off the top row. You ain't seen nothing yet. Well, I got to tell you, I, we had a plan today to uh, we promoted it and, and all that jazz. We were gonna have Jay Lethal on, uh, maybe show some of those old clips, the woo offs, and all the stuff from Impact. But no, uh, no Jay today. What's up with that? Uh, well, he, is he gonna hear this if I say it? I don't care. He's the, he's got an attitude. You want really? to? He wants to be part of the show. And I, I said, that ain't going to happen. You know how that happens. And all of a sudden, everybody's feelings are hurt. So I, I think he's upset with me. I told him the other day that he wanted to be on the card. And I said, you know, it's not, it's no fault of his, but he's not seeing that light. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, so real quick, real quick. Yeah. Uh, the July 31st monumental event. Is, is there any room? Yeah. You got. I have a lot of respect for you. you know that. We've been friends. Above and beyond. But you're a bullpen match guy. In, in real life. I mean, I'm not I'm talking this way up. We're loading this up. We're loading this up with guys that have got a resume. Okay. All right. Okay. I knew I'd like to be honest with you, right? Yeah, no. I like when you tell me I'm fing around, fing off. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'll see you. Hey, I'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Love you too, man. 
Welcome to Nashville, Tennessee and the Nashville Fairgrounds. This is an exciting day for our city and for everyone who loves sports entertainment and everyone who loves the great Ric Flair. WWE Hall of Famer, third generation wrestling promoter, please welcome Jeff Jarrett. My opinion is Jeff Jarrett a horseman. Everybody can't be a horseman. That's a fact. Jeff was over a horseman. For sure he could have never kept the pace. I said it, Jeff. <laughs> and of course, the man of the hour, the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Please welcome the nature boy, Ric Flair. The event culminates on July the 31st with Ric Flair's last match. The event has grown so big, so many people want to be a part of it, that it's being moved to Municipal Auditorium in Nashville. Ric Flair, Mayor Cooper has dedicated July 31st to be the Ric Flair Day here in Nashville, Tennessee. Everybody out there, thank you for believing in me and thank you for giving me the opportunity. I promise you that on the 31st, I won't be Ric Flair of 89, but I'll be better than Ric Flair of 99. How about that? Ooh. No, not 99. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, 2009. <laughs> 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 I had to think it was like, well, maybe 99. But anyway, <laughs> depends on how much practice I can get out of lethal. He's pissed off me right now. But <laughs> anyway, I'm honored. Thank you for coming out today and uh, never be able to say how much this means to me personally. It seems like I've had more greater moments and more greater opportunities than any man alive. I'm here today in a lot of ways representing Conrad, uh, but talking about StarCast, uh, I've got another role uh, in my life right now, but uh, I am I'm, I'm truly tickled to death to, to be a part of the three-day uh, celebration. Here's uh, two tickets for Jeff and his dad, front row. <laughs> Oh, my, my, nothing's going to happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was just moving back. I, I get it. He was going to play a rib on him. He doesn't carry tickets around. He's going to play a rib no. on me. I guarantee it. No, I get I'm it. Not. No, I'm not. We're going to have So do we want to keep going? No. We, we're no, going to no, end we're it. Going. No. We're going. No. We're going to end it. All right. Uh, look, looking forward to starting Hey, there he is. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Great press conference. Hey, you even had the mayor's office out here, and I couldn't even get an invite. I had to fly myself out here. You're really gonna make me pick? Hey, what? No, no, no. Shut up. On a serious note, I can't tell you how badly I feel used. You used me. All this time, you used me. I just wanted a little bit, a little nugget. I couldn't even get on the show. That's I, that's disrespectful, and you know it. Could you put yourself in my shoes? Don't turn around. Don't touch me again. See, this, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I, that's I, what I'm talking I talk about. I talked to guys like you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know what? Yeah. About time this happens. Oh, God. I'm going to touch my surgery. Hey, come on. Hey, hey, with all due respect. Come on. With all due respect, Sergeant, right. this has nothing to do with you. He's had this. No. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Somebody. Come on. Come on. Hey. Hey, get the hell off me. Hey, get your hands off me. Wait, are you kidding me? Come on. Are you kidding me? Jay, 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 I'll help him out. Jay. I'll help him out. Hey. You used me. 
Jay, stop it. All right, all right, all right. Do you know what, Jay? Stop hey, it. I, I got, I got, I got hot. That's my fault. Oh, oh f my fault. Yeah, I'll help, I'll help you get him up. Jay, just right. stop. The man is my idol, okay? Jay, I'll, I'll Jay. You get him. I'm you quit. That's enough. I can't believe you're defending that. Oh, bull I can't believe you're defending that. After all, he's Jay, all he's, he's 70 said. something years old. <laughs> he don't act like it. He does not act like it. Get away from me. Yeah, you see? Wait, wait, just calm down. You see? I said f off, Jared. Tired of you and your old man. Stop. Hey, women, come on. Jay, stop! God, get up, please. He deserves this! Every second of it! Every second of it! Jay, you have a right to be upset. Stop! Help him up, Jeff! Yeah, I'm good. I don't need your help. I don't need nothing from you. Don't. I do. Please have a seat. This is going to be the saddest day of my life, beating the, the my idol. This is the way I'm here. Yeah. 
here because he married your daughter. That doesn't make him a badass. Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. StarCast Weekend in Nashville, bringing wrestling companies together for one of the most unique cards ever assembled. Main evented by Ric Flair's Last Match. Tickets are on sale right now at rickflairslastmatch.com. And you can catch the show live streaming on pay-per-view and Fight TV for only $34.99. Ric Flair's Last Match. Walk in that aisle one more time for the last time. Rick, do you have anything to say to expensive car repair? They don't stand a chance against the money-saving roadside assistant, car shield, and slick rig. They better learn their ABCs, because we're always bringing car shield. Woo! Woo! The roads to Rick Flair, you kidding me? It's a nature boy. What are they going to say? I am... Woo! The man! Okay? You say what you want to say. Just remember at the end of the night, when all said and done, I get to talk about you. Woo! The roadster Ric Flair. Woo! Look at his old ass. Here look. I guess you're pretty proud of yourself, huh, Jeff? Good afternoon, Conrad. Come on, dude. Let's get this started. You said we're doing a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. Not because I fucking want to do a podcast, but because I'm contractually obligated. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. You're listening to my world with goofy ass Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) We couldn't do it out. We couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, my friend and yours, that's double J Jeff Jarrett, J E double L J A. Why is this funny? Conrad. People just saw you try to fucking murder Morgan's no. grandpa. I came to do a job. I do it every time I step up to the plate. It wasn't a lot of fun doing the reading the research from Derek. He did a hell of a job on this, but uh, we're going to do this podcast Conrad. And I can assure you, I'm going to say some things today that you don't want to hear about your father-in-law because everybody glosses over the real Ric Flair. Everybody glosses over the nature boy. Everybody glosses over. If you want to go right for the jugular, let's go. I mean, listen, he's an active alcoholic. And if you want me to go there, I'll go there. Well, uh, you're a fucking egomaniac who wants to make everything about you. Why the shit were you even there? You made sure you inserted yourself in the press conference of Ric Flair. You work for WWE. Just go the fuck away. Effie was right. This is bullshit, dude. Like, okay, Conrad, let's, 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 uh, well, let's, let's, let's drill down down to some ad free stuff, right? Okay. Hey Jeff, do you think, you know, anybody at the mayor's office? Yeah. Okay. Voila. Ric Flair day. Hey, we've got this idea to call it not the fairgrounds, the flairgrounds. Yep. I can make that happen. Mayor's cough, mayor's office again. Happy to, Hey, can you get a proclamation done? Yeah. Oh, I felt feel good today. Jeff, can you sit up on the podium and do your job and mine? I'm a third generation promoter. My grandmother started promoting wrestling, uh, not in the seventies, not in the sixties, not in the fifties in the forties. Oh, we would like for you to be a part of this. Hey, do you know anybody that could MC this, uh, uh, um, press conference? Um, the voice of Tennessee, 
the voice of the Titans, my friend, Mike Keith. Hey, Mike, would you, uh, I know training camp's about to start, but you could you come down and host the press conference? Sure. Okay. That's just talking about the press conference of what? Oh, egomaniac Jeff Jarrett. I, I, had, I, I was doing that all for the event. Hey, Rick, I'm really happy for you. Hey, man, this thing sold out. Hey, guys, do you know anybody over at the uh, municipal auditorium? Oh, I, I've only worked in this town for 30-something years. Conrad, do I need to keep going on and on? And you want to say that I'm making this about me? Uh, I, I believe the mayor's office was your idea, and you promised the mayor and delivered a deputy mayor. I don't even know what the fuck a deputy mayor is, but of course the assistant manager does. You know uh, the what deputy, the deputy the, the mayor, mayor has this thing called a life and he's on his, uh, anniversary out of town. Well, why did we he's move Didn't communicate that with us? And now you're going to hang your hat on. No, I'm not hanging my hat on anything. Are you saying the deputy mayor didn't do a good job. Right. She did a wonderful job. She did a great job. I, I just think it's, it's, it's pretty funny that you always find a way to insert yourself into everything. Conrad, did you see? No, you probably didn't. Conrad, I tried to help your father-in-law up. Literally, I said, Jay, don't do this. I get why Jay slighted. Look, if you really want to get right down to it, who's the one who took Jay Lethal out of New Jersey and said, Jay, you got a spot in TNA? I don't, I don't listen. Guess who got him fired at TNA? Rick, Hulk. Eric, how would Rick, how would Rick get Jay? How would Rick get Jay fired? He came begging for a job at TNA because he had 18 wives and 3000 payments to be made. And uncle Sam was breathing down his throat and he had a wonderful retirement match in Orlando and WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden he's going to come back and say, Hey, I want a job. You talk about egomaniac Hulk Hogan is debuting January of 2010. That's a whole nother story, but Rick's got to start the same night. How much sense Conrad, we could go down the every rabbit hole you want to go if you want to. This podcast today is about my world and my recollection of my entire career with Ric Flair starting out in 1982. So do we want to go down the podcast road or do we want to keep going in rabbit holes? Well, we can go down the rabbit holes all you want, but the reality is this. You, you knew that there was a plan. You knew that I didn't feel good that day. I wasn't even there then. I left early because as you know, and it's been well-established, I was so sick. I shit my pants at the press conference. Yes, so I did. got the hell out of Dodge and I'm gone sick. And when I find out you literally stabbed my father-in-law in the head with a, with a high heel shoe and listen, there's magic in wrestling. No magic, son. What, what do you do? What? There should have been police involvement. If Rick wasn't such an old head, you'd be behind bars. That's a fucking crime. Jeff, this ain't fucking playing around kid. What do you think the nature boy signed up for? He cussed me out, cussed me out in front of my wife, little hanger all D- David Crockett. Who's a complete jabroni. Every person in WCW covered up for his BS. He gets on that dock and says, oh, we didn't end the right way. Yeah. Cause you ran it out of business. David Crockett. You ran your freaking old man's promotion out of business. And who was leading the charge? The nature boy, Ric Flair. Let, let's just put, look, it, when, when, when everything went national, somebody had TBS and Turner and Ted Turner had all the guns binded and somebody had USA Network who kicked their ass. It's because the Crockett's put Ric Flair in charge. Oh, the nature boy. Ric Flair couldn't balance a lemonade stand, and there's proof in the pudding there. So you guys, it look, it, it, and Crockett, all the, 
that whole doc made me sick. All this feel-good BS, Crockett, we're going to end right, and Rick, and oh. He got exactly what he deserved in that parking lot. He wants to slight nature, uh, 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 Jay Lethal and say you're an opening card guy? Even if you really, really believe that, do you tell the guy that to his face and take all the hope? Do you do? You do if you're an egomaniac like Flair. Well, I can't defend that, as you know. I like Jay, and I wish this wouldn't have happened, but I expected better out of you. Jay's not my fucking business what partner. What did you expect better out of me for? Seriously, to not to not beat up Ric Flair in a parking lot, dude. That, that, that <laughs> like that's not too much to ask. Oh, did you hear him crying? It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Like it's the first time. Jesus, seriously. Well, you realize that you've crossed the line now. Oh, and I'm glad that I did now. You know, you're double nickels. You ain't what you used to be. Andrade is going to go upside that head. Oh God. That's listen, look at my history in Lucha Libre. Andrade is a dime a dozen, my friend. Oh, really? I, I, I literally there's 15, 20 that I faced over the years. Latin lover, psycho clown, uh, Ray Mysterio, Dr. Wagner, literally one after another, after another, go look up on YouTube, my triple a success Andrade. I, I mean, if he ain't a curtain jerker, I don't know who is. Yeah. Yeah. Give me those big eyes. Okay. L- literally. Okay. If he wasn't married. Oh, no, married to? I don't even want to hear that. Oh, are you God. serious? The son I, of a promoter. Let's run around and ask all those old Memphis guys, by the way, where's your daddy's promotion these days? And, yeah. and, and weren't you the WCW champ when they went under, you were one of those top guys. No, champion. no. of course I not. Wasn't. Cause they figured out that shit wasn't working. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into the last dying days of WCW. When Ric Flair walks to the ring in loafers and street clothes, you talk about backing up to the pay window and taking a check. The last pay-per-view me and Flair against Dusty and Dustin and Flair, his big ego completely out of control. He can't put on boots and tights. And now here we are 20 something years later and he wants to go out. Yeah. He's going to go out. All right. It's, it's, it's kind of cute that you're critical of him now after you've been on this podcast for a year and a half saying, Oh, I was a horseman. I was a horseman. Just oh, glom- I played along with y'all silliness. I mean, how much longer do we go on with Los Cuatro's Caballeros and this and that playing around with silly games? I guess the game's in so funny in that parking lot when Rick's screaming like a, uh, on his back, like a turtle. And then, then all of a sudden, I, Conrad, go back and watch. He slighted me at the press conference and backstage. You heard him. Oh, I got two tickets here. I got two tickets there. He couldn't wait to get on stage to do that. He couldn't wait to get out there with Mike Keith and Hey, yeah. Drawing money in Nashville. Here's two tickets for you and your old man. I'll teach you guys how to draw money. Are you kidding me? Conrad? It's one thing to do it backstage and have fun with it. He, he goes and has Silva make up these two tickets. Come on, dude. Do you, do you really think that was right? Seriously? Now, just answer that. Let, let's 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 so answer, I, answer that. So you're saying if somebody slights you, it's okay to stab them in the head. I just want to make sure. It's one thing to to piggyback his success, dream to wear his belt, and be in his faction, and steal his finishing move and his strut, and you just oh, patterned. I, I forgot he 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 patented the strut, he, which he didn't, which is a joke. How he shuffles. Jackie Fargo, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, or 
the original Strutters. And so Rick owns the figure four. No, I'm just saying you're a great value. Rick Flair with your blonde hair and your figure four and your struts. Conrad, you're digging pal. Look, look behind you. Two of the three of those belts are synonymous with Rick Flair. No, they're not synonymous. Yes, they are. What? Yeah, buddy. And okay. You're drinking the Kool-Aid pal. You are absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid. You, you don't think that the, the domed globe and the big gold belt, those two belts behind you are synonymous with Ric Flair. His name is attached to him. They're not synonymous. Dory Funk, Briscoe, do I Harley race? Jeff Jarrett. Come on now. Which one of these is not like the other. You're going to, Hey, I'm talking about the NWA belt. Yeah. Rick was one of many good to great champion. And he managed to be one of those great champions without having to own the promotion in order to get the belt. Oh, here we go. Conrad. Yeah. yeah. What, what happened when you were doing the podcast and saying, Hey, yeah. Uh, the only guy who I knew would show up because we weren't financially able to put guys to long-term deals. What happened to that statement? Well, no, that's factual. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And then we want to talk about the, the big, big gold one. Yeah. The one that Rick took up to, WWE? Yes. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. And Crockett sits on the back of the bus and saying, yeah, we didn't get to end the right way. Well, no kidding, you moron. This episode's brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans around a hundred bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic and car shields administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and if you're stuck on the side of the road, plans through car shield also include coast to coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost to get coverage today and you'll lock in your price now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising costs of repairs and parts for your vehicle. CarShield protects my wallet from expensive car repairs and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. There you go, Jeff. We're servicing our advertisers, our sponsors. You're welcome. I appreciate you doing that. That's uh, part of the load you lift. So we're supposed to talk about Ric Flair, but I don't know that that's even going to be much of a conversation today. Happy but to go ahead and look right in the camera and tell everybody how, as a kid, you worshiped his in ring and his promos. And as a young wrestling fan, you just couldn't wait to see him. Cause that's the story. Tell the truth. Oh, that's Jackie Fargo. Oh my God. Come on.
How many interviews have you ever heard me say, hey, did you do the strut after Ric Flair and me say yes? I'd say, ah, that's nice of you to say. But the real story is I grew up idolizing two folks. One, the fabulous Jackie Fargo. Two, Jerry the King Logger. Rick wasn't in that conversation. Did I think he was a hell of a champion? Yes. Did I think he's a hell of a talent? Yes. But I, I can tell you this, not just myself, but Lawler and uh, my father, they had a different viewpoint on things because they ran a business they didn't run a buddy game like the crockets did oh, okay so since we're talking about buddy games uh tell me what uh mr chicken salad your daddy thought of rick what was his relationship with rick how about he loved the idea of having the nwa champion come around here's how he looked at it much like an andre the giant attraction bring him in utilize him but they damn sure ain't going to wrestle the top guy and win what what does that do for the territory nothing Rick got crossways. He got so pissed off. The true story is when they did a storyline and Rick came in and faced Coco Beware, which I thought was one of the greatest Ric Flair matches I had ever seen because Coco was building his way up the card. He wasn't main event. He was semi-main event. But Rick had everybody in the building at the Mid-South Coliseum believing that Coco was about to win. That's That is Rick to me in his prime. But but he got mad because Rick didn't get to wrestle Lawler, the top babyface. What sense does it make for Lawler, who's here week in, week out, d- doing the one draw on the money, and then all of a sudden Flair comes in, one show, uh, the king doesn't get his hand raised, and then the champ's gone. Oh, man, we thought you could beat everybody. We thought you were our Superman, but you didn't get the job done. No, that didn't how the psychology worked. That didn't what Lawler believed. That didn't what Jarrett believed. Rick never, ever forgot that. August 14th, 1982. That's when, uh, Rick uh, finally appeared just the one time in the Memphis TV studios. And they did that series of promos and then they wrestled a 10 minute time limit draw. Is that the first time you remember meeting Rick 82? Uh, I was not at that TV. Uh, but I, I remember the whole, you'll call it a story. The, the episode, if you will. The territory was red hot at the time, 82. Is that the biggest year in Memphis history? I think 83, technically. 81, 82, 83. 80 was big, uh, but I'd say 82, 83, maybe 81. I don't know, right? They were all good years. Every territory in the country was was pretty hot, including the Crockett's. There was uh, rumors that they were going to try to do Flair Lawler in a Liberty bowl stadium match. Did you ever hear of that story in hindsight? Yeah, well, I, I, I heard that. And that's kind of where the reality of the situation was. The Crockett's viewed it as we're going big time and we'll come in and get a lot of money as in a gate. And then we'll move on. And my father and Lawler knew, okay, we've got 51 other weeks to promote. So if we're doing this, the deal terms got to be right. So there was lots of conversation, but it never came to fruition. And of course I wasn't in the room, but that's what I've been told. 85, I think is the match you were talking about, um, where flair comes back a couple more times. He uh, defends the world title against Lawler and then Coco beware, uh, great American bash is there in Memphis in 86. They did a show the 4th of July at the Liberty bowl. I guess originally this was supposed to be 
you know, what, what they wanted to do with you guys, of course, maybe before, but it didn't happen. So JCP runs it on their own and 1900 people there. Uh, that's at the Liberty bowl that seats. How many, a lot of, a a lot of folks. Yeah. They tanked. That was the mentality. Hey, we're going to come in. Hey, we're buddy, buddy. We're, we, Hey, we, we were going to send you the champion and we're working together, but Oh, by the way, we're going to run the great American bash, which is about a hundred yards from the mid South Coliseum, the Liberty bowl. Oh, no big deal. Well, it didn't turn out so well for David Allen Coe and folks. I take it. You didn't go to that show. Oh, we kicked their ass. Truth be known. So now it's, we, the family business. So you're the one who that Rick's the one who sucked my father in and all this BS. Could you, did you hear what he said in the doc? About lying, lying on his back, like a turtle. Did you hear what he said? I don't recall. Okay. What was it? Oh, I never liked you. I never liked your old man. Uh, oh, oh, really, Rick? Uh, let's go back to 2010. That's the first time I need to go back to. I need a job. I, I, I need a job bad. Rick, you're kidding, right? Oh, no. I, I need a job real bad. Well, we got a Hulk coming in. Yeah. Hulk's the one who kind of connected the... Do- Conrad, we don't need to go down the rabbit holes. It's, it, it, it is... Well, hang on now. Are you saying that somebody telling you they didn't like your dad was like news to you in wrestling? Come on. Oh, no. no. When I'm tr- okay. Point taken. It's not news at all. But when Jay lethal punched him in his intestines, where his surgeries have been, you would think that he could drop his ego for just a minute and let me help him up, which I tried for about five minutes and they edited that down ridiculous i mean you talk about a botched edit it's it's a joke that went on for at least five minutes rick come on let me let you get up and lethal is ballistic and he's walking away and coming back and walking away and coming back and david crockett is sitting there with with his typical deer in the headlights look because he knew things were way out of control and I offered my hand to Rick, not once, not twice. Conrad, legit, three, four, five minutes. And he would not take my help. I stood on the podium and called Rick because I'm promoting the greatest wrestler of all time, having his last match and what an honor it is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, let me finish. Less than 20 minutes later, he won't let me help him up when he's lying on his back like a turtle. I mean, think about the ego that's involved there. And you're calling me an egomaniac. I I have a boat to this day. I have a boatload of Rick. He doesn't realize how sick he is. He has zero clue how sick he is. Oh, and and you, Dr. Ruth, you're here to fucking fix him. Buddy, I ain't trying to fix him because I'm as sick son of a bitch as him. I've got a certificate that says I'm insane. Well, we just and saw that you straight up when he wants insanity, he's going to get insanity. I can assure you that. Well, you know, Andrade, I know you just keep stepping <laughs> over it. Oh God. I'm like, that's a comical. You don't think Jay lethal can whip him. No, you really don't No, 
I know Jay's the longest ring of honor champion in history and all that jazz. You see them side by side physically. There ain't no comparison. He's an, he's an eye for an eye motherfucker. And you and Jay are going to tote it that day. You know, it's true. I don't even know how this is happening. Opportunities. Is Andre going to get on a national stage? How many opportunities are you going to get? I mean, my God, you're everywhere. I make as many as I make, pal. From no, Andre, they start making opportunities and succeed. It doesn't happen. Well, we'll find he out. On to, to the Nature Boy's daughter with everything he's got. Sort of like you latched on GCW and Effie. Sort of oh, like how you latched on yeah. SummerSlam and this Moron. tag match. And Tommy is going to book me at least four times the month of March, the Mania shows, the Vegas shows, and there were some early, uh, I mean, late April, early May shows. He botched all four of them. So all the GCW fans out there, they're like, oh, and if he goes on his little Twitch deal, I got Jeff Jarrett. He's a mark bigger than Lauderdale. You guys had the opportunity. We agreed on a trilogy. It's that simple. If he puts me over, I put him over. We go to the rubber match, death match, if he over. Who followed through on that? Conrad, we talked about that off the air multiple times. Let me assure you this July 31st, there won't be no trilogy. Not only is it Ric Flair's last match, but it might be yours. Hey, guess what? Hope it is. I got a day job. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we get the match in the ring. It's not like you never walked out of that building before. (laughs) Boy, you, you had that teed up. Nice. That's the ultimate photo op. You and Brian James sneaking out the back door. Like the fucking cowards you are. Oh, come on, Conrad. Don't bring Brian into this. Well, I'm just saying. You don't want to bring him into it. I'm telling you, you don't. Okay. Because you know what? You brought him into it the first time. He's a well-meaning dude who looks up to you, and he needs he needs better role models in his life. I'll just say that. <sighs> You're probably right. I profess to be no one's role model. No one. So let me ask you, did you start dyeing your hair blonde because of Jackie Fargo? Probably, probably it was blonde, uh, up till 18, 19. So, so maybe I'm sticking with my natural color as a kid, maybe, and, maybe not. And, and Jackie, Jackie you're really reaching for, for, and Fargo, he's the master of the figure four. I mean, I don't know. I only watch national performers. I don't know these little regional guys you do. Oh yeah. Fargo never may have been a Madison square garden. You're right. Well, I'm sure he did a lot of cool stuff in the fifties. Yeah. I just yeah, wasn't there to did. see it. That was his generation. 50s, sixties and seventies. Yes. Yeah. That was. So tell me about the figure four that he did that you patterned it after. I believe. Tony Gurria. I'm trying to think how all that came about. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't use the figure four in Tennessee. I used, started work using that as double J. Is that what, is that the question? When did I start using the figure four? I just wanted to see who you patterned it after. Cause you know, we're doing a straddle on national TV. We got blonde hair on national TV. We grew it very flare. Like we started strutting and figure four and you're reaching. You are so reaching. Let's roll with the podcast. Uh, you know, it's been said, uh, in music, you got Elvis people, Beatles people and wrestling. You were a Ric Flair guy or a Hulk Hogan guy. 
Tell the truth. Here's what always amazed me about those two guys is that, and look, we're a product of our environment. I watched Jerry Lawler do interviews that sold tickets Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday on a weekly basis. And like Austin Idol would do, Lawler would do, Dundee would do, Dutch would do kind of that craft. And the way Hulk, again, four big shows a year, and we're going back to Hulk, if I'm a Hulk, uh, Hulk guy, Flair guy, because Rick was a heel and Hulk was a baby face for the most part, I was absolutely a Hulk guy because he could talk the guys in the building big of match after big match. And I was kind of amazed at just how the art that whether it was Kamala, big John stud, obviously Andre, but how Vince would create the monsters and Hulk would knock them off. But on a national scale, Rick was the traveling champ. And that, I mean, it's that simple. So I was a Hulk guy. I mean, I, I don't know. Any, and I'm, I'm doing my best to really show Rick the proper respect of Hogan guy or Jer- uh, oh, Hogan guy or uh, Hulk guy. I mean, Hogan guy or flair guy. I was a Hogan guy. Yeah. I remember all those times you used to come out and cup your ears and drop the leg. And you asked me a question, Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're most synonymous with Hulk Hogan for something you don't even want to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about something that I know you like to talk about. Cause you're a fucking dick. Let's talk about hard ones. Let's talk about blue chew. Uh, the temperatures aren't the only thing that's rising this summer. It's not just my blood pressure with Jeff Jarrett. It's also Jeff Jarrett's wiener. He's got a hard on for Ric Flair. And this episode is sponsored by blue chew. Confidence can take you far in life. Sometimes you can bullshit your way into a WWE job and somehow steal a main event and somehow get over on an indie promotion and somehow find yourself in a stadium show. If that doesn't work for you, try blue chew. Cause it works for us. Regular humans who aren't despicable, disgusting people. Uh, blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. So you can be ready anytime day or night. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Lord knows Jeff's going to need some extra confidence. Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MYWORLD at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is MYWORLD to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So, uh, you little Hulkamaniac, you, uh, when he finally, when Rick, our subject today, jumps to the WWF, were you shocked? You're a longtime wrestling fan, starting to cut your teeth in the business and making your way and making towns and looking for your next big break, and you see a shift. All of a sudden, the the top guy from the NWA is now on the WWF TV. Wear your promoter hat. We never saw Rick versus Hulk. Was that even fathomable to you or your dad at the time? No, and I thought, look, 
what I'd been in the business three, four, five years. I mean, I really thought, well, that's it. Game set match. Rick's out of WCW. He was the cornerstone. Look, Sting, and you know there, there were several, obviously, other ta- big talent there. But getting Rick under the fashion, I just went, "Wow, WWF is amazing." This is just because, you know, I had heard story after story after story that, you know, I mean, we've talked about Kerry Vyant and Eric on here. Top stars from every territory across the country had ended up on the WWF roster. But I thought Rick was untouchable in so many ways. I mean, I really thought he was completely untouchable. And the vibe that I felt, and I'm sure it was from Lawler and others, was it's the WWF and others, you know, at that point. It it was shocking to me for sure. The uh, leader of the horseman, the NWA world champion comes over. Of course, we know eventually he does win the world title. It happens at the Royal rumble, 1992. Will that have been a, a show that a young Jeff Jarrett would have ordered on pay-per-view? Yep. Yep. Um, yes, yes. And, and just the, the savage, uh, when was the savage storyline right after, right after that? Yeah. I thought that was some but, of Rick's very best work. Savage was your guy, right? I love Randy. But also as a, which I'm still to this day, a Mark, because I'll knowing Randy personally and having a few years under my belt, knowing Randy's personality in the ring, I knew that Rick wasn't always in complete control and, and Rick, and I say that diplomatically, Rick shines when he's calling the match and everything with it. But him, I thought him and Randy really, really, really had great chemistry. It was not typical, and I'm not saying typical Rick is bad or good. I'm just saying it was a it was a seismic shift, and I was a big fan of that story. And you know, the, the other thing that I thought was amazing, Rick's never been one to need a mouthpiece like at all. And you put Bobby Heenan with him and Kurt Henning, it just kind of took, I thought all three of them to another level. Heenan, nine times out of 10, his talent, he was the star. Uh, same with Kurt. He was a singles guy, but but he was a star. But you put all three of them together, and knowing you know Kurt being hurt, it, it was a package that it's hard to say if that ever will be or ever has been duplicated in the three box office guys sort of coming under one act. Can you think of one Conrad wrestling in 91 and 92 was down. Do you think if Rick would have jumped, cause there's been a lot of discussion over the years, Bruce thought he had him SummerSlam 88. He was going to be the special guest on the brother love show that they teased. Rick got cold feet and wound up being hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was already on the roster and not a big surprise, but that was the hope and the plan SummerSlam 88. That obviously would have changed everything. The mega powers, who knows if that all works out the way it does and the warrior experiment and all that stuff. But could that trio have worked in 88 when the WWF was really hot? Or was Rick not the right mold at the time, in your opinion? 
Cause it was Again. the Hulk Hogan show in 88. But look in hindsight's 2020 and, and I've said it a gazillion times on here. So it's easy for me to sit here and say this and that, but the, but the Hogan flair, it drew, but can you imagine the box office it would have done in 88 yeah. and then layer up Kurt and layer up Bobby. I just kind of think we're, we're talking a, a different time, but still 88 Hulk had opponent after opponent after opponent, but it's, it's maybe fun to play armchair quarterback, but, but still it's, uh, I, I still, yeah. Business was down. That had nothing to do with their three talents. That was a cyclical thing that, no, I'm uh, just saying, I don't think people talk about that yeah. group, that part of his career as big as they do the stuff he did with the horseman or the stuff from oh, nitro because the audience was down, Yep. but would it have still worked a few years prior? I mean, you've done podcasts with Rick or I mean, you've been around it, but where does Rick put the savage angle storyline on his career? Like, like top, top five, top three, top 10, or he doesn't, does he, he doesn't because it didn't have the big numbers and it's, it wasn't it, in the time. I mean, I'm sure he thought a lot of Randy, but it's not top five. Okay. It's interesting. And I think that again, that's just because it wasn't the main event. I mean, yeah. even, even the WrestleMania was middle of the card. Yep. Would you have done that? Would you, you know, wearing your promoter hat, let's fast forward. Now all of a sudden you're TNA WrestleMania is with TNA or you're making a call, your events, you're in the event seat, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair in the main event. Or do you do what we did, which you liked, which was Flair and Savage, but in the middle. Who was Hulk's opponent? Gosh. Sid, Papa Shango run in, Return of the Warrior. Hogan Flair. Yeah. I think everybody thinks that but Vince and Bruce. Um, let's fa- <laughs> let's fast forward to the end of uh by the way, Bruce wasn't even there and he's like, Ah, it wasn't the right call. You know, didn't need to do that. Bruce I- wasn't there then? No. Uh, he was sent home. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. came, he came back after SummerSlam. So uh, you ever ride Bruce about being sent home? Like you ride me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But see the difference is Bruce got fired. He didn't quit. Like you're going to on the 31st to figure four. Oh God. This, the silliness is <sighs> Conrad. I'm not, you... sa- I'm not saying Rick can beat you one-on-one, but in a tag match with Andrade, you boys better pack a lunch. That's silly talk. Okay. We'll see. It's a hard way. Ah, it's a hard way, guys. It's a hard way. Are you kidding me? The greatest performer of all time, and he's going to cry? I could not believe what, when when I saw that back. I'm embarrassed for him that they kept that in the edit. It's a hard way. It's hard. What? Grow up, Rick. You done? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I seriously am chuckling that, that a, a man, Darius Rucker, Phenomenal job on the dock. He, he his voice to me is compelling. It grips you. 
and it's serious and in the fighter tone and, and everything that goes into it. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I don't know if Darius wrote, I heard Darius wrote it. So he, he feels what he's saying and you juxtapose it with it's the hard way. It's the hard way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Cowabunga dude. The turtle on his back. <laughs> this is funny, huh? Oh man. Mm. Who had a thunk? I bet Karen was happy, wasn't she? She was disgusted. Yeah. You know, at TNA. You should have. How can you be? How can you not be embarrassed by her behavior in that video? Wait, whose behavior? Your wife, who Wait, ain't got no business thing. being whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, is she okay. even there? And then insert herself? Gonna hold back an elderly's arms? What are you, what, what? What type of Bonnie and Clyde bullshit is this? <laughs> An elderly's arms. That's your father-in-law who's yeah. supposed to be the greatest of all time. And David Crockett is a man. And my wife backed him down like a schoolyard kid. But Rick, you see, you gloss over Rick telling me to F off in front of my wife. Do you think she's just going to sit there? Let's get real on all of this. It's insanity. How you guys want to slant this and edit it and post it up and position it. It's unbelievable, Conrad. It's it is truly unbelievable. Let me ask you something. Let's go back to literally square one. Are you telling me? And I think the card. Kudos to you, Conrad. And I kid you not. I don't know how many times I've said this over the last ninety days. You have a unique ability that the world does not see. Yes. The pod father and the mortgage business and a good human being and your connection with St. Jude and your day to day. And I have said it to your face. When I look at Larry and Deborah, it is, you are blessed with great parents. And all that being said, you have a unique ability that has a vision and the card you put together literally I mean, you know, I don't know how many promotions are involved. So you set Rick all, up. All of them. I, 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 you've done it all. I mean, there's every one of them. The card looks fantastic. But you're trying to tell me that there wasn't a place on this card for Jay Lethal? I didn't tell him that. Oh, Conrad, don't hide behind Rick. It's, it, you, you know damn well you could have said, hey, Rick, man. I know I'm paying Jay. Uh, I mean, Rick's paying Jay, you know, to work out and everything. Can we. Jeff, there's a whole process involved in all that. You know, it's not like these guys are true blue and boy, it's going to get some heat. It's not like there's such thing as a real independent contractor in wrestling. These guys are under contract with folks. It's not as simple as we'd like you to wrestle. That ain't what this is. There's a whole process involved. That is so weird. And when, when the office says no, that's his boss, not mine. 
What am I supposed to say? I just, I, I still, it, it, you know what Karen told me? She watched the doc. I said, well, and I thinking for sure, she's going to say anything, but this. And she said, Rick looking Jay. And I know Rick and I know Jay. And he had no trouble, trouble at all. Telling Jay. That wasn't cool. I agree. That was, I I just was kind of like, wow, man, I wouldn't have handled it that way. I agree. You know me, I don't, I don't want to handle it that way. I know. And I, but right. So if you really want to get down to it, Rick kind of threw the first punch in all of this. Well, no, literally Jay did. And then you stabbed him in the head with a high heel. I I can't believe that you guys supposed professionals are going to let, can you not use your words? Are we in fifth grade? What is this? It's a press conference paper alligator skin, it wouldn't have torn so easily. It's that simple. Well, why did you hit him, Jeff? I should have slapped his dentures out harder than I did. He's going to tell me to F off in front of my wife when I'm sitting there and trying to help him up for five minutes. He's going to do a lot more than that. July 31st. And afterwards we're going to have him over for a barbecue because we got, I guess we will see, you know, how some things just end up kind of completely in the cosmos, however you want to say it. Conrad, last fall, we had Top Guy Weekend. Yep. And the podcast was three months old, four months. We were just kind of getting going. Yeah, four or five months. We started in April, and that was in August. So, yeah, four months or so. And I'll just say that uh, Top Guy Weekend was my first time out of the house in about three, two, three weeks. Yeah. So I wasn't feeling the best, wasn't looking the best. But when I got home off the, after that trip, I got a call from a promoter and then another promoter and then another promoter. Hey man, um, we'd like for you to come sign or appearance and this and that. I'm like, okay. Hey Jeff, I got to ask you, will you wrestle? No, 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 no. So then sort of call after call, after call, after call came in. Hey, will you wrestle? Will you wrestle? Will you wrestle? No, 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 no. Well, finally, about September, I said, Conrad, what do you think? And you go, Jeff, do you feel like it? And I said, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking Conrad, what do you think about me having a few one-offs here and there? And you said, Jeff. I think it is absolutely a great idea and let's think through on how that's going to happen. So a buddy, Corey in the gym who I've known for years and years and years, and he works out and trains all these guys. I go up to him and say, look, I've never had a personal trainer in my life. Never. I've worked out guys. I've given them advice. I've done this, but I've always done my own deal. So I said, Hey man, I'm going to get in shape because I'm going to have a few matches. Do you ever dream in your wildest? It's bizarre. I started getting ready. Who would have thought this would have transpired? Think about that. You did. 
No, I did not. You started training for some bullshit trilogy with Effie and you, and you square peg round hold yourself in uh, the biggest opportunity you could Ric Flair show. That's going to be the headline news on Monday. Won't be SummerSlam. When the weekend's over, another SummerSlam will have passed. Okay. But Ric Flair will have wrestled his last match and you wanted to make sure you got in line to see if you could be the guy who beat him and it ain't going to happen. Chief. <laughs> oh God, red stop. It's nonsense. Oh, what are you going to do? What's Rick going to do? Fire me. Oh, Hey, we, we'd like for you to do. Nope. Hey, can you do? Nope. We'd like, nope. Where do we go from there? Mexico motherfucker. You, boy, you boys have no idea. You've backed yourself in a corner. Okay. You have literally backed yourself in a corner. Time to tell you about Rectech, an amazing company that offers wood pellet grills fueled by all natural hardwood pellets, along with other outdoor lifestyle products like coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more. They've got grills ranging from $399 to three grand. So your entry level to boy, we're in competitions. Rectech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all grills ship free. Plus all Rectech pellet grills come made with high quality stainless steel. That's built to last a lifetime. Now the flagship model for Rectech is the RT 700. You've got a 40 pound pellet hopper, 702 square inches of cooking space. The PID Wi-Fi controller, where you can control your temperature. You can turn your grill on, you can turn it off. You can turn it up. You can turn it down and a six year bumper to bumper warranty. With well, a Rectech, you can bake, smoke, sear, grill, even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose Rectech. So it's time to toss that tasteless gas grill, that messy charcoal grill, or even that overhyped brand name grill aside and join an elite wood pellet grilling family by focusing on flavor, convenience, versatility. Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q. Use that promo code Jarrett to get 5% off site wide. Now, remember that's 5% off their top notch wood pellet grills. They're one of a kind Rectech icer coolers, their chef tested rubs, the sauces, the accessories, the merchandise, everything is 5% off at Rectech.com. When you use the promo code Jarrett, that's R E C T E Q.com. If you've been following Eric Bischoff on social media, you know, every weekend he's doing little cooking classes over there. He loves his, I love mine. I just put mine at the, uh, the lake house. And I even saw your old sorry tail who gets your meat down at Kroger or some bullshit. Uh, you, um, you use a rec tech and it'll even make yeah. the, the, the rubbish you feed your family taste good. Right. Yeah. I guess Kroger won't be a sponsor, uh, for us now. I hope not. All kidding aside, Conrad rec tech is the real deal. I was maybe a little skeptical. What's going to make this different. Quickness, I cooked on it three times in 24 hours. It is the real deal, folks. You don't have to mess up your stove, and it's quick. You can punch it. Uh, I cannot speak highly enough. I'll, I'll, I will say that, that I am Rectech, as Mr. Bischoff would say, for life. Another faction that I was in, other than your silly horseman. Oh, God. Another thing you really. Can you believe you carried that BS out, and I went along with it? Oh, oh this is funny. Jesus. Uh, Rick took offense to it this past weekend. Art took offense to it. Jesus. Cause you weren't a fucking horseman, Jeff. Everybody knows that uh, it was pretty play what? pretend. It's Starcast when y'all do that photo op. Yeah. Wait. 
You won't be Just there. Wait. Gloves are off now. You watch. The gloves are off. I can assure you. Watch, Conrad. Hayes in the barn, as they say down here in the South. Now, Jeff. What are we going to do now about this situation? I'm telling you, Conrad, you have no idea. Rick Flair's backed himself in a corner. Conrad Thompson's backed himself in a corner. Thuzio's backed themselves in a corner. Fights backed themselves in a corner. If you're not going to play nice, you won't be allowed at the fairgrounds. Oh, we'll see. Okay. What are you going to do? You're not going to mess with the money. We're going to have security there. Police will be there. It's not like I don't know everybody in that building. You saw it firsthand multiple times. Site surveys. Hey, uh, let me check with Jeff. Hey, let me ask Jeff. That That's the fairground side. The Starcast side. Oh, man. I don't know what we're going to do. I'll call Jeff. Oh, oh, well, Jeff will know. Oh, Jeff, do you know anybody at concessions? Yeah, I grew up with them. Oh, do you know anybody at security? Oh, yeah. We can go all the way down the list. So what are you going to do, Conrad? Don't let Jeff Jarrett in this building. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> okay. Atlas Security is getting a check for me that day. Oh. So we'll see. Ronnie Atlas. I'm shaking. His name is Lang, but okay. You're, oh, you were, gotta get, you yeah, were, yeah, I got you. Go ahead. You were supposed to be on a WWF show. I guess you were in the Louisville gardens late October. It was a wrestling challenge and prime time wrestling and all American wrestling TV taping. This would have been towards the end of Flair's run. He was suffering from that inner ear problem and uh, wound up not missing the show, not making the show, but that would have been the first time. I think you guys were on the same card with a national promotion in the same time. Um, you show up October 96 in WCW and I guess somebody has the goofy idea of saying that you're going to flirt with the idea of being a horseman. But as a young man, I guess you're 29 at the time being working, being on TV with Ric Flair, even though you don't want to admit it, it's a pretty special spot. What do you mean? I don't want to admit it. We've gone kind of in detail here. Kevin Sullivan's concept, his idea. He knew as well. Look, Kevin had been a booker. He knew Rick was getting long in the tooth. He always would come up with some BS inner ear stuff and this and that, and my shoulders hurt. Look, the old adage, what do you do with a horse that can't, you shoot them and you roll them out, but what's the best way to do it? You do a transition. Kevin wanted to replace flair, rightly so. Was it an honor to stand in the ring with the nature boy? Absolutely. He was doing the proverbial, giving me the baton. So I thought. Didn't quite work out that way. Now, did it? Your first, uh, in-ring interaction with flair wasn't until 97. Of course, he's on the shelf with uh, rotator cuff surgery, which is why there's even an interest in you. Um, <laughs> dollar general flair. Uh, so we briefly touched on it last week, but being in the ring with Rick, I think you guys wrestled even on your 30th birthday. Uh, Eric Bischoff and I actually covered that nitro just yesterday on 83 weeks. Big deal to you at the time? It was. It was huge. Now, and, you know, reading through the notes and trying to wrap my head around, we're coming to do business today and conjuring up those feelings and thoughts, knowing for better or worse, Conrad, this was a TV match. 
and everything that went with it. So that's great, but we're not going to have time to tell a story. We're going to have, you know, in a, in a great nitro match, uh, you know, five, six, seven minutes, whatever it may be. But I remember, um, sort of pitching Rick, I'm like, Hey man, uh, just a couple of things. And I said, I want to pull the straps down and then you light my ass up. He liked that. Um, but I always thought me and Rick and we got to do it, you know, this summer we're talking about, I thought we had really, really good chemistry, uh, in the ring together. I, I thought we had good chemistry. Uh, but look, spend your 30th birthday in Orlando, Florida on nitro against the nature boy. Come on. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, you win by DQ when two real horsemen, Benoit and Mongo interfere, uh, Meltzer would say this, or I'm sorry, Wade would say this Jeff Jarrett with Deborah beat Rick flair via DQ at five and a half minutes. Flair took early advantage with chops. Jarrett came back at one minute and drop kicked flair out of the ring. They fought at ringside. Jarrett hit a top rope body block, re-entering the ring, but Flair rolled through for a convincing near fall. Jarrett whipped Flair into the turnbuckle, but when Flair went for his dip into the corner, he got caught in the turnbuckle. Flair did the flip the second time, ran down the apron, climbed the ropes, but when he came off the top, Jarrett met him with a drop kick. At three and a half minutes, Flair kicked Jarrett away and then went for the figure four. Flair small packaged Jarrett for another attempted fall. And then he dropped the straps, but rather than giving him an offensive spurt, Flair took over and the crowd went wild. Flair motioned towards Deborah. Flair then gave Jarrett a low bro, low blow while Deborah turned her attention away from the match to the camera to explain she was tired of being in Mongo's shadow. She called him a has been, and Mongo interrupted her and accused her of stabbing him in the back. Flair applied the figure four in mid ring, yet Mongo began stomping on Jarrett, prompting the DQ. Flair, Mongo, and Benoit triple team Jarrett and Jarrett eventually escaped from the ring and ran to the back. A good match, although it ended rather suddenly. In hindsight, too much Gaga outside the ring, all this Deborah Mongo stuff. Kevin was telling two stories, and that's Kevin Sullivan. Uh and I got it. But but because there was the Mongo Deborah story and then the the Jeff Rick story. Uh, and a limited amount of time, you know, Melter says the match ended abruptly. Yes. TV time. So try to cram probably 10 minutes of content into five. That's what you get. You wrestled flair a bunch over the summer and house shows before you left, uh, to go back to the WWF in October of 97. Did any of those matches in particular stand out? Any fun memories of wrestling right here in WCW you can share? Obviously, live events, non-televised live events, it's more relaxed. You can put in time. And the word that just keeps popping up, fun. Rick and me would have a blast. We, we just did. In, in, in topical times, even in the TNA days, he used to come to my trailer I mean, literally, as soon as he arrived on site, I mean, he'd say, hello, hello, hello. If he'd see me, wherever it may be, Double J, I'll see you in a second. That was kind of code for, you better have the Coors Light ice down. And I would never drink before the show. Uh, Rick didn't mind. Uh, he would uh, pop him one pretty quick. But uh, but in those that summer right then, Conrad, those tag matches, no TV, you know, non-televised, uh, we had fun. Talk to me a little bit about, um, 
you know, in your, your matches with him, I'm sure you guys developed some sort of relationship. What was it like back then? He Rick's in, in his, I'll say demeanor. He's super complimentary of, I don't say everybody wouldn't complimentary to Jay, but you know what I mean? He he's very forthcoming with compliments and, and, um, he was very complimentary. I mean, we had a good relationship and, um, I, again, even as tag partners, the chemistry we had, I knew my role. He was the lead dog and everything went with it. And so when the hot tag came, I'm the one taking all the bumps or, or the majority of them, or whatever it may be, but save the big heel bump for him. And he'd fall flat of his face, just kind of the give and take of a veteran and a younger guy. That story, it wasn't no Bruno Zabisco kind of story, but it was a, he's the lead horse. I know, I knew my role. I knew the chemistry that would, would, uh, we both had landed on the chemistry to make this work was just what it was that he would be cocky Ric Flair and I'd be cocky double J. And as long as we were on the same side, we could do it to the baby faces and to the crowd kind of match us up against each other. The people in the arena would kind of feel the tension. We did that in ring one time. And I remember Arn was very complimentary of, of like, there's money there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm jumping around, but it was during that summer. You know, there was just, there, there was a chemistry there that the people felt. And then of course you left, uh, you quit again and I uh, went to work with Vince. And then a year later you quit again. Uh, and you come back to, uh, WCW for 1999 and 2000. And there's a couple episodes where you actually flipped the world title back and forth with Rick. Um, the torch would have this to say in the May 15th, 2000 edition Monday afternoon, the booking sheets for nitro read that Jarrett was going to pin Rick flair. Thanks to interference from David. Then Kevin Nash would come in, jackknife Jarrett, and leave with the WCW title belt. As often happens, the day of TV events, plans were changed. Somebody suggested that Flair win the title because it would be shocking. Russo thought about it, liked the idea, and changed the finish. Jeff Jarrett, like Dallas Page a few weeks earlier, came out against the idea. Surprise. He didn't mind jobbing per se, but felt it was wrong for Russo to change the title yet again, just for shock value purposes. He also wanted to answer his critics who said he didn't respect the title by giving it to David Arquette. No doubt. He thought he could regain some lost respect from some fans by giving flair one last reign. So tell us about the time you refused to drop the belt to Rick. So. You know, when there's a, a natural kind of camaraderie and you two guys kind of bond over certain things and have a connection for whatever reason, dumbass Vince Russo and dumbass Tony Schiavone, one loves the Braves, one loves the Giants, stupid ass baseball, and they bond over this deal. The Arquette idea was Schiavone's. And Russo's been saddled with it for years. Hey, why don't we put it on David Arquette? And then this stupid idea in the production meeting, Shivani sitting on the sidelines. Oh, hey, 
No, let's flip-flop this thing. Let's flip-flop this thing. Shivani again, his cup of coffee uh, that he's sitting there during production meeting, who's not in creative rooms, he's going to chime in. Hey, what? why don't, you know, the guy who kind of put the Crockett's out of business, the guy that I grew up on in, in the Carolinas and Shivani, yeah, why, why don't we flip-flop it again to Rick? Because that's what this title needs, more flip-flopping. I just thought it was wrong, guys. Hey, let's kind of stay the course. Flip-flopping doesn't work. Never has. In the end, Rick rolled Jarrett up and pinned him out of nowhere. After the match, Russo took the belt and walked to the back while Jarrett and David beat up Rick. Nash walked out, beat up Russo, and took the belt from him. Nash walked to the ring and hit Jarrett with the belt. Nash powerbombed Jarrett so hard the ring broke, and then Nash presented Rick with the belt and raised his hand. Still... To be in a title match with Ric Flair for the big gold belt, the little kid and you had to think this is pretty cool. And by this stage of the game, you know, what am I early thirties? Um, I'll say, yeah, I maybe, and I still to this day have a kid mind at times, but I was hopeful that the minute by minutes and the numbers, because again, when you're in the ring, you either know something's getting over or not. And when me and Rick got in the ring, whether it's 96, 97 or 2001, 2000, 2000, 2001, there's a chemistry. People want to see it. They, they, they know the natural storyline without having to spell it out. I, I was hoping that, man, maybe we can do a, a actual storyline here. Not a flip-flop, not a TV storyline, like an episodic pay-per-view to pay-per-view. That was my hope. Never happened, but that was that was definitely my hope. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. So... You know, it's not like this wasn't without some criticism and there's a whole bunch of, uh, a boatload quote, the Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett match did a strong rating despite being poorly hyped. Neither Flair nor Jarrett did a promo to hype the match. Instead, Flair mentioned the match almost in passing during his angle with David and Jarrett was never even given a chance to talk about it. The rating shows Flair challenging for the WCW title is still a big draw. WCW should be kicking themselves for not building up the match over the course of several weeks. Had Russo not gone for shock value, but instead booked an angle between Jarrett and Rick that spanned a few weeks before Flair won the title, the rating may have been much higher. Russo has also been second guessing himself on his decision to pull the Jarrett Rick match from the pay-per-view. So kind of hard to disagree with that. If y'all were going to wrestle, maybe it makes sense to tell a story for a couple of weeks and then put it on pay-per-view. I mean, Rick was as frustrated as anybody, probably more so. But yeah, I mean, 
look, that's why the, the, you know, kind of the compassionate part of me, David was a part of the storyline and Rick wanting to do everything he could to help his son, but it just was a convoluted, I mean, Nash coming down and giving the belt and Nash is an active wrestler, but yet he's a the authority figure and Vince is a guy who had been a writer, but nobody knew that in the attitude era, you know, the, the, the masses didn't know it. He comes to WCW and appears, and this is before Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and all this, this is, you know, this is just prior to social media where Yes, it was beginning to bleed in the internet, but not completely. It was, it was mixed messaging. So add in Russo, who is a hell of a talker, a brash New Yorker, but inside baseball over and over and over in this nature boy, this legendary figure, but then his son, it, it just was, it, it was a freaking mess and been well-documented and talked to death. <laughs> um, Rick has often talked about sort of losing confidence in himself at this point in his career. Was it, was it easy to sort of get down? Was it easy to get down on yourself or the business or, I mean, WCW at the time, by all accounts was just not, not a great place to be. I saw it with Mo and I's Rick in his, uh, this particular match or, and Rick wrestling in street clothes. When I tell you it let the air out of my perception of Rick, I, I, I heard it. I saw it. I felt it. I'm like, this ain't the nature boy. Yeah. Inner ear, shoulder, take all that together. However you want to do it. Rick has wrestled hurt a million times, but with confidence, he worked around it. And I know the inner ear is a completely different ball of wax, but, and I used to hear that Rick had lost his confidence in the 2002, 2003, you know, I wasn't around. He went up when he went to WWF, whatever those years were that he'd kind of, I've seen this on docs that he'd lost his confidence. And I'm thinking of all things, Rick has had confidence. Yeah. So I witnessed it and it's, it's accurate. And it was disappointing. Well, if you're ready to witness some more wrestling, IWTV.live is independent wrestling's premier streaming service for live events and video on demand of past events for just 10 bucks a month. IWTV.live offers 20 plus events streamed live each month from top independent wrestling promotions like ICW, no holds barred West coast pro and limitless wrestling. Additionally, as an IWTV.live subscriber, you have immediate access to our extensive library of over 13,000 hours of video on demand content from over 300 independent wrestling promotions from around the world, including beyond wrestling, prestige wrestling, absolute intense wrestling, and H2O. Our extensive library features wrestlers such as orange Cassidy, Jonathan Gresham, uh, Wheeler, Utah, and Eddie Kingston. You can watch IW.live anytime, anywhere. That's IWTV.live. It's available on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV Stick, including mobile apps for Apple and Android devices. There's no long-term contracts required. Just go to IWTV.liv. That's IWTV.live and subscribe today for just $10 a month. That's IWTV.live. 
IWTV.live. It's just 10 bucks a month. So <clears throat> the biggest feather in your cap, here it is from the May 29th, 2000 Nitro. Flair lost his 16th world title to you when quote, Jeff Jarrett beat Ric Flair in seven minutes and 51 seconds to win the WCW title early in the match. Russo walked to ringside with R and B security who dragged Beth and Reed with them later. David ran in wearing a referee shirt, but Rick beat him up later. Charles Robinson ran in to wrap the match, but was beaten up by Russo. Russo took Robinson's shirt and put it on himself. Russo ran in, but Rick attacked him. Meanwhile, Jarrett grabbed his guitar from ringside and hit Rick with it. And Jarrett pinned Rick as Russo made the count. Classic Russo here, Jeff. Flair, of course, signs autographs to this day, 16 time world heavyweight champion. And unfortunately, with a little help from Vince Russo, you're the guy who helped take that last title off of him. So you destroyed WCW, the Horseman, the NWO, the Bullet Club, the Click and Flair's title reigns, and now trying to destroy his last match as well. I've succeeded in all the others you like to believe. Why don't you think I will not succeed in this one? Wow. If your line of thinking, what gives you any thought that a 73, four-year-old man has a shot? I think when there's a 73-year-old man on his back who's just been punched in his incision by a supposed friend and, and as you called him a turtle on his back, you out of your own mouth attacked a 73 year old man who was turtling and now you're a big shot, but I don't know that you're going to walk in with that same swagger. If you even show up when Andrade's there to make sure that don't go down like that again, I find it real interesting. You didn't just try to go nose to nose with him. No, you waited till he was already down. That's what you did. That's reality. That's nonsense. That's what happened. And then you made sure you had your wife help you. Nonsense. I mean, watch the tape. Sense. Yes. Watch the tape. It's like fifth grade bullshit. You're a bully and everybody who worked with you in TNA and shared a locker room with you, whether it's GCW oh, or not. That's, that's me bully. Oh, that is, that is me. I don't okay. even know why bully Ray carried that moniker. It's me. Jeff bully Jarrett. Yeah, that works. All right. Your final in-ring interaction with Rick before July 31st at Ric Flair's last match.com was March 18th, 2001. You lost to, uh, dusty and Dustin Rhodes here. So you're going to be tag teaming with Rick Flair, as you mentioned, in street clothes and dress shoes. The crowd just absolutely ate up all the dusty's bionic elbows on Flair and Jarrett. And in the end. You guys are both going for figure fours and, uh, Dustin gave flair a sloppy roll up. That's it. After the match, Dustin shoves his ass in, or dusty shoves his ass in your face as part of the match tips. That was my highlight of the match for me and, uh, two and a quarter stars. So how did dusty's asshole smell? Conrad, uh, you just got to keep throwing jacks, but I can, I mean, was it good? In the in the in ring component of I'm not gonna He'd been eating burritos all day. Yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't even want to bar back at your nonsense. But if there is a moment of in ring content, and look, me and Rick have had singles, we've had tags, 
uh, we, we've had angles, we've had all kinds of stuff. Um, TNA wasn't much interaction on, on screen, a lot off screen. Um, but to, and I look, Dustin worked for my family's promotion in Texas right when he got first started. So for me and Dustin to be in the ring with Flair and Rhodes on the last pay-per-view on the last WCW, you know, shebang, so to speak. It was that you talk about the little kid and Jeff coming out. It was a blast. I can remember going over it. Dusty grinning from ear to ear and laughing and cutting up and Rick grinning ear to ear and laughing and cutting up. Um, that is a fond memory that I'll never, ever forget. I mean, it, it means more today than it did then, but even then I knew that, okay, Flair Rhodes, pretty cool. January 2010, Flair appears on TNA for the first time. He talked about that probably enough. Um, but, but just to give it context, Hulk started January 2010. Yeah. How stupid for Hulk and Rick to make this. I mean, just, well, why did you do it? I, hey, wasn't my call. I sent home. You had like a dozen matches or so, I think, uh, with, uh, with Rick in his 2010, 2011, or Rick only had like a dozen matches in 2010, 2011. None were with you. I think we were in a tag or anyway, go ahead. Do you, do you wish you guys could have had a chance to do something in TNA? There are so many armchair quarterbacks from 2010 to 2012, because the list of talent that came through is staggering. Hulk and Rick at the very top Hardy, both Hardys, RVD, Ken Anderson, I mean, we could go all the way down the list. So the miscues that I think, but I think it would have been, um, I, I think we could have done a unique storyline there and let it breathe because of, you know, at that time, I think Rick was just coming off two-time Hall of Famer. I, I may be wrong. One time, two time, whatever it is. He, he but, was the second time in 12. That's yeah. what I there was a just there was a time in there that from my king I'll call it the king of the mountain Jeff Jarrett that ebbed into the founder so the the founder and Rick's stature in the business and coming off that glorious retirement match in Orlando and Sean and all that I think we could have done a unique storyline that given the like, like aces and eights had a year, they really let that breathe. If they would have done that with a few other storylines, but they jumped around and AJ was flair for a month and Jay was doing the end ring. And, and it, they just, they kept changing courses over and over and over. But, but uh, yeah, I, I would have liked to have done a story with Rick where uh, he we were aligned and then we, uh, I, I think would have worked best. I turn on him and, and, and Rick pick, whether it's an agent, pick someone as a baby face to, to give the rub a flare, but didn't happen. As best I can tell, it looks like you guys have been in the ring together 19 times. One of those was a battle Royal strip that away. That's 18. 
uh, four were tag matches, strip that away. That leaves 14. If you had it to do over again, would you have booked you guys together more in WCW TNA? Is there one type of match or one well thing and, in particular is, you wish you could have did? It goes without saying that look, and, and, um, I read a little fact not long ago, the Landell flair match in Raleigh turned folks away for Jim Crocker promotions. Help me Conrad. Do you have any other data you want to share with that? Because that was kind of a, a nature boy versus nature boy. You felt like was a bad thing. No, 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 no. That was box office. What yeah, I'm saying. Yes. So, so nature Jordan. boy versus nature bear. I, I'm almost saying that it, I'll say this. Here's the simple. If Kevin Sullivan would have had his way, we would have come to a head with me and Rick. And basically the stakes would have been the leader of the four horsemen. And of course, Rick goes over, but really let that storyline breathe and have ins and outs. And for the lack of a better word, get rid of the Deborah storyline or let it run its course. And, you know, maybe Mongo and, and Deborah are back together in the four horsemen, obviously arms there and, and maybe find a young, you know, Benoit, if that's so, wh- whoever it may be, but, but kind of make the four horsemen a real good unit. And, um, I'm the heel and, the horseman of the heel and Rick's kind of on the sidelines, but he's kind of taken the role of JJ Dillon. But I just push my luck too far as a heel and push it, push it, and push it. Finally, the people want to say, now, wait a minute, we want our real leader back and flip it. And me and Rick have a big blow off loser leaves. Winner becomes the rightful lead horse. I think that story had it been able to play out with patience, I think it had been big box office. What was your, uh, do you have any, anything positive or nice or memorable to share about your time with him and TNA at all? We used to chuckle a lot over Coors Light and then he'd go chime in and drink Dixie's $400 a bottle of wine. And I tell him, don't mix it Beer and wine. Don't mix. Um, the fact that either you're part of the problem or part of the solution, he's a part of the problem, but TNA and he drained that sucker as much as he possibly could. Now it ain't on him. That's on Dixie, but the proof's in the pudding. I said it last week on the podcast and Paul, Paul looked at me with big eyes and jaw drop. And he goes, what? I said, yes, Scott Steiner said it diplomatically, not ranting, not raving, not doing anything like this. Just saying Dixie Hulk and his mentality going to run you out of business. And Rick was a part of that. And he knew it and didn't care. So just like Jim Crockett, take, 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 take. David Crockett's sitting here to this day, still stupid enough to not even see that. What in the hell do you really think July 31st is about? 
Rick's Milk and Jim Crockett Promotions for all it's got again. And David signed up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to grin. I'm going to grin. Yeah, let, yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick. You think it's about Jim Crockett Promotions and the prestige that had at one time when the old man ran it? No, it's about Rick milking it again. And you couldn't wait to insert yourself. Like always. Had Rick just kind of said, Hey Jay, why don't you be my second? Cause you know, there was a bunch of rumors of different opponents. Yeah. I, I had no idea what was where you were going to land, where you weren't going to land. It was none of my business. Obviously that became very apparent when, Hey, can you make it Rick flair day? Yep. Can you make it the flare grounds? Yep. Can you do this? Yep. 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 Oh, never caught, never really got around to, Hey, you think the last outlaw may have one more match? I didn't, I'm not as dumb as some folks, but Jay lethal was straight up asking. I didn't have to go ask. I knew exactly what Rick was thinking. And so what would you have done if you'd been in my position, Conrad, line up everything that's gone down the last 90 days, everything that's gone down. And then all of a sudden we get out in the parking lot and lethal. I get it. He's frustrated. He's, he's highly motivated at this stage of his career. And Rick slights him as a part of this documentary, like, with no strings attached. Rick didn't even think, Hey, you know, Jay does have this day job. Maybe I shouldn't call him a curtain jerker. Maybe I shouldn't call him an opening match guy. You know, I should respect Jay's career because he is coming down and yeah, I pay him. I mean, Rick's autograph fee for three hours. That's crazy. Is the highest in the industry right now. He blows Hogan out of the water. He blows everybody out of the water and Rick's going to pay him like 50 bucks or whatever. I mean, Jay said it's insulting. It's truly insulting. And, and he's going to say that he's not even thinking about Jay has a daytime job. Shouldn't I maybe, Hey, Hey, at least throw a facade up Conrad, anything, but Hey, you're uh, you're, you're a curtain jerker kid. Had Rick just said, I'll get you on the card, but look at the card. It's fantastic. You saying Jay lethal can't fit on the card. No, I mean, Rick, yeah. I know you, I know, I know where your head's at. I'm talking about Rick. Rick can't just say, yeah, we'll get you on the card. Maybe just his second, his assist. I think the whole world, I did. I thought Jay Lethal would be in Rick's corner. I did. I thought it was going to be a single and Jay was going to be in the corner. And you made sure he's in your corner instead. <sighs> it turned out that way, didn't it, pal? Look at you. You're proud of yourself. Yo, buddy, I cannot wait. I had one of the best workouts I've had in the last year. And that's saying something today. Was that before or after you started sending a uh, motherfucker text messages out to everybody we know? We don't want to go down that rabbit hole because they're your partners. I, um, you asked what I would have had you do differently. I thought you did the right thing, trying to separate him and Jay. And I thought you handled everything with a lot of class and the guy, see every day I wake up, not everybody knows this, but if you, if you follow Jeff online every day, 
when a lot of us wrestling fans woke up, wake up, we know we can pull up Instagram. We can go to Jeff's story and we can see 15 different motivational quotes about positive mental attitude and positive thinking. That's the facade. That's who Jeff Jarrett wants you to think he really is. You saw who he is in that documentary. He wants to pretend to help, but if you hurt his precious little fucking Hendersonville feelings, you saw what happens and his wife's got it in her too. I guess I can't believe y'all like dude above and beyond. It was too far. And you know, it, if somebody did that to your dad, come on. He signed up for it. Didn't he? What's, what's disappointing to me is when you, and we've had some great podcasts in the past here on this program and, and you shared your heart with us or what we thought was your heart. And you talked about your road to recovery and how you went in the hall of fame, like seemingly out of nowhere right after. And you said on the show, then you've told me privately, the first person who called to congratulate you is. Ric Flair. And this is what you think of him. He's there for you in your big moments and for his big moments. Nope. It's gotta be all about Jeff again. It's not true. Okay. Effie and Brett Lauderdale disagree. Who cares? Where did all, where did all the heat come from? Is it the silly horseman stuff that him and Arn don't really consider you a horseman? Is that in the back of your mind for real? Cause you said it in a loud and clear voice. Is it because they never gave you the key to the city of Nashville? I know you got it for your baseball team. You didn't talk about that, but I know you got it. Rick, having a, a, a big day doesn't take away from your achievements, Jeff, but not everything has to be about you. It's about something much bigger than me, which is the disease of addiction will kill you. I take it serious every day and you're going to beat it out of Rick and Rick doesn't take it serious. And you take that personally. Damn right. I do. And you thought that was the right way to handle it. We all make mistakes. Guess what? Sometimes this may sound cliche, but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Rick Flair's last match.com. Watch episode two. If you haven't already, I guess you start at the start of the show. Watch episode three. It's coming Monday at six Oh five. Uh, if you want to see Jeff Jarrett have his last match. Uh, maybe we should buy that domain, Jeff Jarrett's last match.com. Maybe we should do that because this is going to be your last match too, Jeff. July 31st. I'll make that decision. Not you, Conrad. I saved a front row seat for uh, my mother-in-law. You want me to save one for your dad? I'll take care of that. Okay. I got some connections in Nashville in case you weren't already aware. Yeah. Well, Good luck, I guess. I don't know where we're supposed to end this podcast, but this feels like a good stopping point. We, uh, we're scheduled to have another show next week because we got some ads sold. So it'll be me or it'll be Polly Bromwell, but those advertisers will be serviced 
And uh, I greatly appreciate you guys supporting our advertisers, not the, my world listeners. That's what's important to me, buddy. Are you kidding? I crank out more podcasts than anybody on this planet. It's all about them. I'm just saying at the end of the day, who wants to hear from you again right now? I don't. And I know you think you're right. And I think that's what you think is cool about this is you're doing what you think's right. And you're saying what you believe in, but dude, you took it too far. You know, you did. And you're going to get your comeuppance July 31st. So how do you feel that way, bro? Let's wrap it. Rick Flair's last match.com. My world will be back next week. I don't know what we're talking about. Probably more nonsense from Jeff, but if you want to see something, you won't ever see again. Rick Flair's last match.com July 31st. See y'all in Nashville. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.